Hey guys, welcome back to the Existential Wanderer Podcast. I am your host, Austin Jenkins, and today I have a very special friend on here. Uh, we got to, we met through Instagram, IG, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, her name is Claire, and she shares her journey, uh, she shares her story on trauma and where she is at now and learning to trust herself follow her intuition this was a great episode I really I really like this one yeah this one this one was a lot of fun and also if you want to follow her um, on Instagram or follow or find her website is pursue your wild and or her that's also her IG handle pursue your wild yep so without further ado here's the episode enjoy hello hi how are you I'm good how are you I'm good. Just brave in the cold here in Missouri. Oh gosh, that's like Midwest, right? It is. Yes, we are right in the Midwest, right in the middle of the country. It's it's a little bit nicer this week than it has been. It's like 50s today, so. Awesome, because like it's damn cold here in Virginia, so. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Snowy? No, not yet, thank God, because I hate snow. Yeah, same, 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 same. <laughs> can't Bruce stand, snow. can't stand snow. <laughs> it makes me just mad about everything when I, it snows. <laughs> same, and it's so dirty and gross, like when it's in your car and in your house. Yeah, it's just, it's it's not cool. It's just not. <laughs> All right, well... Uh, I guess I have to start my intro, so let me do that. Okay, great. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Existential Wanderer Podcast. I am your host, Austin Jenkins, and today with me, I have a friend, another friend through Instagram or IG, or Instagram, if you guys don't know what IG stands for, Instagram. (laughs) Uh, I have today with me, Claire. Claire, thank you for coming on to my show. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, we we were trying to like do this for like months now. Yeah, <laughs> <I> we, <believe>. have. <laughs> we have. Yeah, I remember you followed me and I saw that you had a podcast and I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> this could be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like we finally got to do this now. So it's yeah, awesome. We did. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Dope. Dope. <laughs> All right, so before we get started, uh, do you want to tell the peoples a little bit about you? Yeah, um, well, I'm Claire. Um, you can find me at Pursue Your Wild uh, at gmail.com, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, or I'm sorry, not Twitter, um, TikTok. So that's yeah, you don't want to go on Twitter, guys. <laughs> let's, not, let's, not do, <laughs> let's not do Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what else? I um, 
So I am the owner and creator of Pursue Your Wild um, Intimacy Coach and Professional Cuddler. Um, I'm a mother of three, um, single mom. I'm poly, kinky, um, queer, um, 38, um, live in the Midwest. Um, I am a survivor of um, sexual, religious, um, emotional, and mental abuse. Um, so that really kind of nails every single piece, I think, there, <laughs> um, un- unfortunately. So I'm um, part of the, um, yeah, the ex-evangelical um, group. And I, I, th- I think that's it. Damn, it's like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully we'll get to all those. And sure. yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll, well, before we start, what is like your favorite jam song you're listening to right now? Oh, I love that question. Um, is it Unholy? The brand new one, um, Unholy by, I don't even know the, um, I don't even know who sings it, but it's like really popular song right now. And it's like on TikTok and like everywhere. And it's like, Mm. and do you, do you know who, do you know? I don't, I don't think I do. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like pretty much everywhere, but it just kind of really like rings true um, to my blasphemous side. So I just really jam out to that. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. You, what, what about you? Oh gosh, uh, this is an impossible question for me because I'm always jamming to music. Um, mm-hmm. I guess for me, uh, snap. Well, <laughs> uh, right now I think it would be. Ah, uh, it's just too hard, <laughs> too hard mm-hmm. of a question to too answer. Too hard to pick one. <laughs> yeah, That's it's okay. so hard. It's all right. But, uh, I think like for right now, I'll go with um, what's that guy's name? Um, Bo Burnham, he has a, a song. Uh, it's called Five Years, I think. That's what I'm oh, into. Okay, yeah. I haven't heard that. It's just, it's, I mean, he's like a comedian, so it's like, oh, okay, he does that, but it's like music, so it's like, it's music and like comedy, so it's like, nice those things. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, and I guess the second that one would be, uh, I've been listening to, oh, god. I've been listening to so much crap lately. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, this is, there's too many to pick. But I guess like my second to that one would be uh, uh, Angels and Airwaves. Uh, yes. The, Aven- the Adventure. They have a song I'm, called The Adventure. I'm familiar with the band. I haven't heard that song, but. Ah, it's like, I remember when I first heard it, which I was, <laughs> I was in like middle school or high school when I first mm-hmm. heard it. And just, yeah, I just remember feeling so fucking alive when that oh, came out. I love so, whatever music does that. I, I know. Yeah, it's just, great. It's orgasmic. Isn't anyway. It? Yes. <laughs> and like a very, like, yeah, it's like so, it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if I can say that. That's the first time I've used that word on this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> or, orgasmic. So, yeah. Hopefully orgasmic. not the last time. <laughs> cosmically orgasmic cosmically orgasmic yeah (laughs) anyway so i guess my first question would be uh did you always grow up 
going to church or like when did you like did you did you grow up going to church and like things like that yeah yeah I definitely did so I was definitely born into evangelicalism um Sunday Christianity um all of the kind of really culty fire and brimstone type of um religious teachings um I was the middle of five kids. My parents were um, raised, both of them were raised Catholic. And then they always kind of like bragged that they found Christianity and how much better it was than Catholicism and all these things. Looking back, it's all kind of the same junk. Um, I'm not really sure where they, where they got that. But um, yeah, we, um, I was raised in it. My parents focused a lot on, um, you know, my dad was the leader of the house. Christ is the leader of your life. Um, you know, Christ comes first um, above all else. Um, do good. To, or I, re I remember just hearing a lot about like just a lot of fear around hell. Um, yeah. If I, yeah. If I wasn't good enough, I was going to hell. But then at the same time, I would hear a lot of the um, but that Christianity isn't about works. And I'm like, it's so that was a really kind of confusing message too that I never really quite could nail down. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it was definitely right. That's it's all I knew. So we'll just say that I never knew anything different until um, quite recently, really. Like how recent? So I left the church when I was like 15. Um, but all of the patriarchal brainwashing and the, you know, purity culture and all of that, like the, you know, the fact that I was worthless with, uh, without Christ's love, um, that I had, you know, to do things for love, you know, all of these really, um, abusive mindsets around love. Um, and then the fact that I was abused, um, as a child, um, very abused actually, um, all of that was pretty ingrained in me uh, by the time I was 14 or 15. Um, I had complex PTSD um, that I didn't know I had. Um, so I just continued to spin in cycles of trauma until I decided to leave my marriage in 2019. Um, and that's when everything really came crashing down for me. Um, and I had a hard time adjusting to life that wasn't um, centered around a man and the fear of hell. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I mean, and I definitely relate because, like, I, <laughs> I mean, not in terms of like being married or anything like that or going through anything like that, but I mm -hmm. definitely experienced it was mostly from uh, growing up. I mean, I definitely, I, <laughs> my church going was like really scattered because, like, my, I would go, like, when I was living with my biological mother, mm -hmm. I, would uh, uh, definitely uh, had like there was a lot of physical abuse and a mm -hmm. lot of um, and uh, and of course like then yeah going to church on Sundays and it was just like yep. that and not only that but also and and like my entire like her entire side of the family like they're all like really religious really like mm. like and it's really just not good <laughs> yeah. so it's it's bad like just in the way they they you know the whole like uh uh especially like if because I, I remember like i would bring up like certain conversations about like like i remember i would talk with like one of my uh 
one of my family members, one of my relatives, like, and like they, I would tell them like, look, I'm still pissed off that my mother abused me. Mm-hmm. And then they would go into like, well, you gotta like, you know what the Bible says, you have to like forgive. And it's oh just my like God, this. That's so, so gaslighting, yeah, yeah, gaslighting, gas, no. Gas lightery, yes. Gas and lightery. So, <laughs> and so and it was just like, what, like, what the hell like we're yeah it's just like so it really yeah (laughs) i'm i'm so sorry that you endured that first of all i mean i know firsthand um how confused or how confusing it can be when you're um abused and at the same time being fed this bullshit around christ is love and what's the matter with you that you can't feel that and then on top of it all it's like well if christ loved me so much and if i'm supposed to feel safe and loved in christ why here in reality do i feel like i'm being abused terribly right like yeah like what kind of a sick joke is that it's it's wild right it's wild yeah and i'm sorry you went through that stuff too thank you it's like it's i mean it's it's bad it's all bad Mm -hmm. and uh and so i'm in uh man i lost what i was (laughs) i lost my train Mm. of thought yeah, podcast is going well. Awesome. <laughs> it's going so, fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's going great. So, and then, uh, but yeah, I experienced pretty much the same thing with the whole like growing up. Um, what really fucked me up though was like, I had a, I remember I had a, uh, I think I was in, I think I was in either first or second grade and I had a daycare provider at the time. And this woman was like really like religious. Like she was, I, I don't know if you've heard of the left behind movies. Oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, Kurt Cameron. All right. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so, yep. so, so yeah, I had uh, yeah. that that uh the, i saw those movies because of her i saw the um uh there was one movie you're probably not really familiar with it it's called escape from hell that really fucked me up god i'm so sorry yeah, yeah. it's like oh wonderful yeah, yeah. Show, show little kids those movies awesome yeah <laughs> even showing children the, even showing children the crucifixion of christ yeah I was, I was incredibly affected by that like here I am, you know, like all of my friends on Easter are, you know, like celebrating Easter, you know, having Easter egg hunts and things like that. And I'm like stuck in front of the TV watching the crucifixion of Christ and right or whatever, you know, happened to be um, the gory thing that my parents decided to show me. Like I was shown late term abortion photos um, as a means, you know, to like to like scare me into you know not not having abortion not having an abortion not getting pregnant not having sex i think that's really what it i think that's really what it was so it's it's a lot of fear-based it's a lot of fear-based stuff that we're fed right Uh, yeah because otherwise because so it's it's, so none of it is truly from a place of love because it's all primarily fear-based i've never experienced anything from a christian or in a church that was actually based in real love right and like yeah like i it took me till like what 2017 that's why i didn't start deconstructing that but i started um what's it called i started uh questioning 
questioning things. Yeah, it was, yeah. But 2019 was when I started deconstructing. Uh, Good. But yeah. I, yeah. I'd say that's around the time that I started. I think I started in like two, 2016 is when I really kind of started to look at a lot of my life and like my self-worth and all of that. And then um, I remember I had this mo I had this moment and I think the, <laughs> I think the YouTube video is still on my YouTube channel. I had this moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, Christ isn't my savior. A man is not my savior. Oh my God. And I put the, t- I put two and two together. I put the, the fact that I was raised as, um, I was raised believing that Christ was my savior. And then I put together the codependency that I had with men ever since then. And I put the two and two together and it was like, I had this aha moment that I had to go onto my, uh, YouTube and just scream it from the rooftops. I was like, this is the link between those two things, right? Whenever young girls are taught that Christ is their savior, well, that bleeds into all of our relationships, right? The men in our lives are our, are the are the leaders, right? And they're the leader of the house and they, you know, we're supposed to just have babies and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I thought that was really like a powerful realization. Wow. Huh. That's crazy. I was like, honestly, I mean, not, since I'm a dude, I mean, I've never really thought of something like that. Right. But I mean, it's definitely it. The I can see how that is problematic. Very problematic. <laughs> Very problematic. Yeah. And just how like, like this whole like, women need men or whatever. And it's yep. like, what? It's like, yep. mm, I, no, no. Uh, uh, sorry. Like <laughs> we, do, we don't. We used to, I guess, right? Back whenever like we couldn't hold property or vote or things like that. But like it's 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 almost it's pretty equal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Times are changing, y'all. Yeah, Get, they are. Keep with it. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the right. Yeah. Get on the bandwagon or get with the program, guys. Like, because, yeah. yeah. And I think Christianity in general is just this really archaic belief system um, that we're slowly, hopefully, letting go of. And maybe when all of the um, some of these people that are per- that are per- that are perpetuating it die off, I'm hoping that it kind of dies off with them. But we'll see. I think, like, from, like, I mean, because what's it? Uh, compliments, like, this whole, like, I, it took me, what, what, 2019, 2020, but, like, no, it took me last year, I think it was last year, to, like, really understand that uh, compliment, complementarianism is very oppressive. <laughs> like, yes. Like, it's just, like, toward people of color toward women like and it's just like it yeah it's like i've never i'm like really like god like like what like it just it just never like sat with me like how how damaging complementarianism actually can be yeah and how yeah it's like this whole oh because like you know they'll use the whole like people who are who are evangelical they'll use the whole oh uh, um uh this is god's design and this is uh, mm-hmm. uh and i'm just like whoa really like is it really mm-hmm. it just i don't yeah. know yeah it's all uh based on um control i think control and um um i think that's it <laughs> yeah I pretty, think, much. Right? pretty yeah. much control yeah yeah it's uh they can't really like 
question what i mean that's like one thing like ah again like i said my church going was so scattered uh uh because it was like 20 i want to say 2013 i started going 2013 2014 i started going to a, an evangelical church and um i just like it really uh Oh my God. Again, I lost my train of thought. Wow. What is happening today? That's okay. It, it must be you, Claire. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what can I say? It's <laughs> okay. Just take your time. I'm trying to like remember that was good. I was good. I was going somewhere with that. With the, you were in an evangelical church? Yeah. And then uh, I went into, I was, I, mean, I was just saying how like, I guess, like, when you first, like, go into all that stuff, you don't really know unless, like, yeah, you don't really, like, realize, Yeah. You know? And then mm -hmm. later on, you start to kind of, like, see things. And that's kind of, like, how it happened for me, I guess. It was just, yeah. like, a slow, like, progression of things. It's like, oh, like, all these guys are white and they're old and they're all just, mm. oh, women can't preach? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And then just, like, why are there not? like as many people of color here like yeah like, right all this stuff like yes yeah because someone once told me something interesting they were like they went to their pastor and they were like um i don't know something about like the evidence or like where's the evidence right or something along those lines or, or like, like just asking about faith and the pastor was like well faith is believing without evidence and as a child, I would have believed that that was right, that that was like, okay, and that that made sense because like I was taught that, well, you're just supposed to blindly believe in Christ. You're supposed to blindly believe in the Bible, blindly believe in Christ, whether it makes any sense or not, what, you know, no matter if you're taught something that makes more sense or if it doesn't really feel right in your body, um, ignore your intuition ignore your logic ignore all of it and just believe in the bible and believe in christ period and i was taught that and such a dangerous um such a dangerous thing to teach your children such a dangerous thing to teach your little girls um because i took that quote blind faith and i used it um in a lot of ways that got me in some incredible um harm um i trusted men blindly that I should never have trusted at all. Um, so now I don't really remember where I was going with this, but <laughs> uh, I was kind of going off in the field, but, oh, but yeah. So, so some of those inconsistencies, right. This, like the church will, there's a lot of inconsistencies, you know, just the things that you kind of started to notice. Um, and they're in, they are there all the time and have been forever. We've just been taught to ignore them. And if you and if you don't ignore them, then you're a doubter. And then there's a whole bunch of consequences for being a doubter. So, you know, and then you end up in hell if you don't believe. So it's like at every corner there was a booby trap or some type of fear-based thing. And I felt like I couldn't – it was hell on earth for me growing up, right? Because everything I did was wrong, bad, um, or, we, or would put me in hell. It was terrible. Right, right. You know? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I it's like, I didn't like. Yeah, no. You were, <laughs> you said uh, uh, the words uh, 
following blindly or mm -hmm. blind blind faith and that kind of brought faith. me that like really that kind of like made me think of like yeah like we weren't or at least like i don't know like we, yeah you don't really get to question things nope. like when you're inside that kind of space it's kind of like well we believe this and you kind of have to believe it too like you know it's like yeah and it's like like that just like well wait like that doesn't yep. make any damn sense like even like i'm pretty sure like in the bible like there were people who doubted so i mean like yeah. what doubting like, tom or thomas? Tom, yeah doubting thomas yeah thomas yeah but i don't know what happened to thomas in the bible i i, I know no, no one knows <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one knows what happened to him <laughs> like <laughs> i never i never read my bible um my mom like read it like a billion times right from like front to back and all these things and um i never read my bible i didn't care about it I, it didn't to me i i was like reading the bible is isn't going to make me believe this anymore it's just i knew in the back of my mind that it was that it was garbage it was all trash um because i i'm such like um i'm a pretty in, like intuitive person mm -hmm. and i just kind of looking back at my childhood i i took I took my light, right? I took my um, intuition and I just buried it down deep. And I was like, one day I'll come back to this. But in order to survive in my child, um, in my childhood, um, I couldn't be who I was. So I just buried myself really deep, knowing that eventually I would come back. Um, but yeah, like when we're taught those things as children in a like about, um, you know, like blind faith and all of that, um, when we're taught those things, um, it's incredibly scary and um, it really keeps us from um, becoming who we truly are. Um, and I think it's a form of, I believe that religious upbringings like that are a form of trauma. Um, because we're, we're truly, we're, we're just like trapped in a, in a, in like a fear spiral. Um, cause I've never, like I said, I've never witnessed a Christian family that doesn't operate on some level of fear-based ministry. Yeah. Like, and what's like wild and that's that's like what's and as i was thinking about this i think oh man i think uh, it was last year maybe um i think it was last year i had like said something i like made it some kind of post on instagram it was like a like religious religious trauma and or religious like abuse or spiritual abuse like Mm -hmm. uh, is a generational is generational trauma is, is a generational absolutely. trauma absolutely hundred yep <laughs> absolutely one hundred yeah and it's mm -hmm. just like because because if you really think about it it's like their family was taught like their family taught them all this stuff and the family before them was taught yep. and it's just like yep. oh shit like yeah this actually could be like generational shit like yep. yeah i fully believe that it is um because it, it's what it's it's what i believe it's what my parents were taught um and my parents were in, incapable of love and intimacy um they i didn't have an ounce of love i did i never knew love um i sometimes don't even know if i've ever experienced love at all um you know just aside from like my own children um because when i when I started having children and I had children young, um, when I started having children, 
I knew I was like, this is a cycle that I'm going to break right here and now. And I remember before I even had my oldest, she's almost 18 now. I said, I'm going to have this. I'm like, I, I, I am going to have this child and she will never know of hell. Even if it means that I myself will, will end up in hell, right? Because I didn't um, teach her all of this. I will never teach her that period. Cause I never wanted her to know that darkness. Um, and I didn't, and I, I've never taught my children anything remotely close to that. Um, they haven't been to church really. Uh, I mean, I'm sure like a handful of times here and there, like with their grandparents when it back, whenever I was, um, in contact with my family. Uh, but they don't, my children don't know any of it. I intentionally broke that, uh, that, that generational trauma. Um, and I hope more and more people see the fault in it and that it's not truth. It's garbage and it's abusive and it's um, very damaging. Yeah. Yeah. Very damaging. Yeah. Yeah. It took me like, it just really, yeah. Like it just does. Some, like I remember like I would have like nightmares and shit about like, yeah, like whether it was like, and I would, and I remember like I would, <laughs> when I was an evangelical, I would like, I would have those kind of dreams and I would be like, well, maybe this is like Satan or maybe this is like Mm. some kind of like demon type thing. And it's like, but as I started like questioning and then later on deconstructing, I was kind of like thinking, well, maybe this is like from all the religious trauma and all the shit Mm. that I've been taught. Like, yeah, maybe that's where all this is coming from. All this stuff yeah. is just coming out through, like, mm. in my dreams and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is, and it's so scary. Yeah, I'm just like, I just, it's just, it's wild, and I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah, and I, th- I think we're gonna be, I think we're gonna find. So that's one of the things I'm doing as a coach, um, especially, especially with intimacy, and then even cuddling, because I think what we're gonna find is we're gonna have this. You know, I know the Christians have, have always been like, oh, you know, Christ and his second coming, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's the opposite. I think what we're going to find is we're going to have a wave of humans that are coming out of this extreme uh, cult-like brainwashing that are not going to know what love feels like because they never experienced it. They're not going to know how relationships operate, right? They're going to be incredibly, like, just abuse-minded in all of this and all of this and we need people on the other side who have successfully um deconstructed to help them through it right yeah uh, 100, mm-hmm. 100. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah so i guess my next question oh actually you already answered my deconstructing question oh. uh, <laughs> it's all good uh it's good though um so i guess um what um this one's a tricky question because we basically but i'll ask it anyway um is is there any um part of christianity that you're anything that um you still believe in terms Mm. of beliefs when it comes to christianity and like, what do you believe in terms of Christianity and what you've let go of in terms of Christianity? Or do you just like, have you just thrown the whole thing out all, the, all together? Yeah, I threw the whole thing out all together. Okay. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like I really tried to hang on to some of it. And I like other people, I I I I went through a period of like where I I befriended God and I found this like version of God that I could actually, you know, I thought that maybe God was a female, you know, for a while. And then, you know, I kind of explored some of this, like the spiritual realm, you, you know, kind of like that wooey. Um, so I weaned myself off of it and I just kept going until I hit uh, atheism. And that felt like such a good home for me. Um, I've thrown it all out. I don't believe in a single part of it. Not, not nothing, period. Not, none, none, not a, <laughs> <laughs> yep not at all that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah and for a long time it took me to i think it was no it was this year this year i declared i was agnostic i was just oh, like oh it was fucking scary shit yeah it's like, <laughs> it like oh my god like what the fuck am i doing yeah it was back in may <laughs> oh wow and that's then, recent yeah it's pretty recent good for like, you yeah I was like oh my god like no I don't I don't I don't know how this is gonna fit but because yeah. like you know I was I identified with being a Christian for I don't know uh since 2012 because I mean I had a spiritual experience or what I would say spiritual experience I mean mm-hmm. or I would say a divine encounter if you will mm-hmm. um or again, what I believe to be a divine encounter. Um, and um, just, and yeah, it was like, okay, well, that must be God. And then, but then as I went to church and all that, and I'm just like, okay, well now, I mean, what the fuck do I do with, with this experience that I had? And it's like, I still hold on to that stuff, mm-hmm. but it's mostly like, it's like okay well maybe this isn't like like some i don't know i mean maybe it's not like i take the more what's the uh uh term pantheistic route of what god mm-hmm. like the belief of god like the whole yeah um like that god is in everything and, and they don't really people who are pantheists they don't consider god to be like a being right but they consider just god to be in like everything so i'm like okay well i think i can believe that so yeah i'm more on that front but yet i'm still i've decided i was like okay i'm gonna be agnostic so i just feel like yeah it's more of a home for me Yeah. yeah that's i think that's great i think we all kind of um everybody that deconstructs find their finds their way someplace and wherever that is is great yeah it's like it's we have like this whole uh this i don't know uh, what do you i guess you'd call it like a just a different like uh i guess you can call it a a home i guess we're just everyone like has different beliefs and mm-hmm. which is like really cool versus like being in a place where everybody believes the same freaking thing <laughs> right yes and, and it's just like and for so long, like I, I remember just would, like I said before, like I've always like tried to tell people what to do or tried to tell people what to believe when I became a Christian. And I was just like, oh, well, this is what we, this is what I believe, and this is what the Bible says, and uh, things like that. <laughs> so, uh, it was so much oh yeah, shows. like mm-hmm. I was, I 
I was, I had such a savior complex when I was an evangelical Christian. Oh, me too. Like I was always about like, oh, I gotta tell these people about Jesus. I mean, like, I didn't really like, I mean, I did evangelize, but like, then there'd be time I would more like fret over evangelize, evangelizing to people. And mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, this person's going to hell because they don't, and it's like, yeah. but like, it really does like, it really fucks you up. Mm-hmm. Like, and so and um it just yeah just yeah it's i've never i mean obviously now like i mean i view evangelism as a form of colonization i'm like no that's that's colonizery no we're not Mm -hmm. doing that (laughs) right yeah yeah it is and like i think that it's even a form of of like just blatant hate because i was taught bigotry homophobia transphobia uh phobia against jews even right like um you know and a lot of it was this kind of it wasn't covert or it wasn't oh it wasn't overt it was covert in the way of like well we love everybody love the sinner hate the sin oh Oh, like save that bullshit, please, because it's just sugar-coated shit is what it is. Like you are sugar-coating shit. So just stop. It's hate. It's hatred. And what makes it worse is they're not it's it's not blatant hatred in a lot of ways. Some Christians are in a lot of ways. It's it's hatred against these very like like marginalized groups. But then then they want to gaslight and act like they're not actually hating so these people feel the hate but there's no justification there's no validation of the hate right so these people are just left to be hated on and then told well we're not actually hating on you right we're loving you what it's so confusing it is very confusing it's so confusing confusing. we're like oh well i hate you but i actually love you because on (laughs) sunday Because on Sunday, I prayed for you. I, you know, added you to the prayer list. Oh, God. Ah, the prayer list. The prayer list. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts Thoughts and prayers. prayers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. It's just wild. It's like, I mean, it's like, wow. Like, wait, I look back on, like, younger me, and I'm just like, damn like i want to punch that guy in the face i know it like i mean i remember i mean i made a post about this too i had um i don't know i remember i was like walking one day and i saw this um i saw a um uh, a man who i think he was uh homeless mm-hmm. and i basically like <laughs> like asked if i could pray for him like oh it was just like yeah, was, yeah and i think i was i don't know i might have been like at least 25 or 26 but um yeah uh and it's like looking back on that i'm just like oh my god like yeah i was that like entrenched in the thing it's pretty cringy god. right it is cringy <laughs> i mean one time i went out with like a group of well i don't even consider them friends now but at the time yeah. they were friends of mine we went to like this mall and we would go out and evangelize to people like we went out to this mall and we would do that mm-hmm. um, it wasn't like a regular thing but like it we mm-hmm. did, it was a one-time thing we went out and did it yeah and like it was just like the most 
like again I look back and I'm just like oh my goodness this is like that that was <laughs> this is crazy oh. to like <laughs> I have to like re like relive this stuff in my head because uh, it's like oh my god right but it's important that we have grace for ourselves though right and like you can't like no like no better do, you can't do better right until you um know better yeah you know yeah it's just like yeah and it's just like of course we didn't know better because no. like we were just being fed the Absolute. stuff absolutely and it's absolutely once you're like once you're kind of, I mean, it's like, that's pretty much like all we knew, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. shoot. I remember even, uh, what was it? I mean, shoot. I mean, when I was in like freaking uh, middle school, middle school, high school, I was like, and I think I was. Now I was like always interested in the and then like I and that's something that's another thing. I my um my curiosity for like I would I would do like I would go and get all these books on like religion, different religions and stuff like that. Like I was really like knee deep in it because I wanted answers. Um <laughs> and just like <laughs> I was like so like oh I gotta I gotta know this, I gotta know that, I gotta just like know everything. And then but like as again like i find out years later oh like my my religious like my curiosity for religion was like was led by like my my religious trauma yes yeah it was i'm like how the fuck did i not know that i mean like curiosity is one thing but like when like it's like well what's like what was masking it was the (laughs) was really like the trauma was like oh okay that trauma that that trauma is tricky man like trauma is one of the hardest things to find your way out of um and a lot so many people don't do it because when it's all you know it's like i don't know like this one time i tried to explain my journey is like i was walking through a maze blind deaf and dumb right i couldn't you know even speak like all of my senses were immobilized and I literally had to rely on feeling alone, right? Like feeling with the tips of my finger, the walls. And somehow I made it out of this hell maze um, because trauma is just that hard, right? Like so many people don't find their way out of it because um, it's like a deep, dark vat um, mm. it, that you have to gain an objective viewpoint and vantage point of the fishbowl that you're in to even find your way out of the fishbowl and trying to gain a, an, a, an objective viewpoint is the hardest part. Um, once you do that, then you can almost right kind of navigate your way out. But when you're in the fishbowl, you can't see the fucking fishbowl, right? Cause it's, you know, it's a big bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Right. It's like an echo chamber and you just keep hearing the same things over and over because you're in the same communities because you're in church. You know, you just you you were we're taught to be isolated. We're not taught to go out and because other people are, quote, sinners. Right. And this is and if in any other information other than Christianity, it's is considered a sin. Right. To, um, you know, to not 
um, it's basically, I wasn't, I mean, I was taught to keep myself very isolated and away from any type of science or, you know, logic or anybody that didn't think exactly like me. So I was in a fishbowl. Um, and I, it was hard and it's hard because I had to go outside of, w- of what I was taught to believe, learn from people who I was, who I was told were sinners and would harm me. And so that alone was this huge level of fear that I had to break through, right. To even get new levels of knowledge that I hadn't had before. Um, so. So you were taught that like people like who were different than you would would harm you yeah in a nutshell yeah like I uh uh-huh and if I wasn't taught that like verbatim my parents definitely showed that to me because they didn't have friends they made sure that every friends that they had were Christian they made sure every uh you know therapist anybody that they worked for or with was Christian Um, We didn't socialize with anybody that we didn't heavily socialize with anybody that wasn't Christian. There were no non-Christian books in our home. Uh, uh, Non-Christian music wasn't allowed. Everything was Christian based. So, mm -hmm, yeah, so that was that was my fishbowl that I was in. And so, yeah, I learned that everything else was bad. Yeah, that's. That seems to be about right. With <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, no, that's. I mean, even like, shoot. I mean, even, man, like me growing up. I mean, I didn't. Uh, I mean, my situation was. I mean, a little bit different versus yours. I mean, wow. Um, that's so wild. I mean, shoot. Like, I mean, even like when I was living with my biological mom at the time. Mm-hmm. like uh i was like i was allowed to listen to like alicia keys and like things like that and like it's like <laughs> hearing you say that like you weren't even allowed to like listen like you had to listen to only the christian music yeah. like damn mm-hmm. yep damn uh, <laughs> yeah amy grant michael w smith um uh, um, this one guy named oh dang and I can't even think of his name um, Chris anyway, Tomlin oh, I don't remember that is, is that a Christian singer Chris Tomlin yeah he's very Christian okay <laughs> yeah um, DC Talk do you remember them you may be a little young are you 30 I am 30 but okay. I never really listened to them like I like I said like my like my upbringing, like I wasn't that Christian, right. <laughs> but, but it was, yeah, yeah, okay, it was Christian okay. enough, but yeah, was, <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I have heard of them. I do. I'm very familiar with like them. You yeah. should, you should look up at um. He's his name is Carmen. Do you remember him? He's from the '90s, and he nope. did. Yeah, <laughs> he he did. He's like still on YouTube. You can find the you can find it on YouTube, and it's his. It's this like music video of him getting a letter from satan and he goes to visit satan in his house and like it's this really like kind of dark scary thing um and it really scared me um but i'll have to find it and send it to you because it's really it's just kind of it's indicative of just all of the fear-based rights just scary stuff that's that uh we're fed but right right awesome 
Uh, so just wonderful things, all the wonderful things. <clears throat> Not. <laughs> uh, I guess. Okay, I guess my last question, mm-hmm. and then we'll close out. I guess yeah. unless we just end up talking about other stuff. Yeah, but uh, what do you want to tell the peoples and or the world? Mm-hmm. It's a very like broad question. So oh, period. Okay. Oh, yeah. Period. Okay. Yeah, like, what, like, what's your message to the peoples, to the well, masses? Oh, okay. Actually, this is uh, pretty easy for me. Um, some uh, someone else asking this question, and I kind of stumbled, and then I was like, "Oh, this is it." Um, my message to the world, and my message to people, is trust your intuition. Um, whether you were raised in evangelicalism or not. Um, we live in a world that teaches us to not trust ourselves, to not trust who we are, what we believe, um, what is best for us, um, and the path that we should take in this world. We are taught that we all, I mean, we're taught to be sheep, period, right? Whether it's um, cult, like culturally or religiously, we're taught to be sheep. Um, and I really want to encourage people to abandon that that sheep mindset um, and develop a mindset that is of you and for you um, because it's what's going to bring happiness and joy and pleasure and success. Um, I abandoned everything that I knew. Um, I no longer talked to my parents. I left my marriage. Um, I um, quit my job, right? I just, I abandoned everything. I still have my children, (laughs) of course. Um, but that's, my children are really the only thing that I carried with me through it all. Um, because I followed my heart and I followed my happiness and my joy. And it was the exact opposite of what I was told was okay for me. It was the exact opposite of what I was told was good. I was taught that all of my desires and everything I wanted was bad. Um, but I, I gave all of that the finger. Um, and despite what I was taught, I followed my heart. Um, and I'm the happiest I've ever been. Um, so trust yourself, trust yourself that, you know, it's best, um, in abandon anything that tells you different. There you go. Y'all trust yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping it 100. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Oh, uh, okay. This has been awesome. This was so awesome. I'm glad we got to do this. I am too. Seriously. I think you're, I think you're great. I think you are amazing and thank you for speaking, telling us your story and speaking your truth. And um, do you want to like shameless plug your stuff one more time for the people so they can Uh, find you? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Pursue your wild com at gmail.com. Pursue your wild on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. Um, That's where you can find um, just everything that I'm doing, that's where you can, um, sign up for coaching or cuddling. Um, I do virtual coaching as well. Um, I have a blog, uh, my blog, it just shares, um, a lot of my own like personal insights. Um, again, none of it is ever telling people what to do or how to act, but, um, really sharing my own personal journey and, um, encouraging other people to share theirs, um, and to find theirs. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, I think that's it as far as, as the shameless plugs. All right. <laughs>
Well, thank you. And thank you, you uh, from, um, yeah, you're just an awesome person. Mm, and thank, thank you for, for being you and keep doing your thing. All righty. Well, thank you so much for having me. And this has been so fun. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Existential Wanderer podcast. Um, And yes, I'm going to second what Claire said and learn to trust yourself. Trust your intuition. Because for so long, basically, our society tells us that we shouldn't trust ourselves that we shouldn't trust our intuition that's a really good good message because for so long like we were taught to fear ourselves that we couldn't trust ourselves you know lean not on our own understanding but no maybe Maybe that's not the way to go about things. Maybe some people don't think that way. Maybe a lot of people don't think that way anymore. Maybe we need to just learn to trust our intuition, to trust ourselves. So, yeah. something I also need to work on is learning to trust myself yeah that was a that was a good that was a great word right there <laughs> if I can say that that was a great word right there um, and so thank you to Claire for that word for the, those words because I think that's what we need to hear more is we just need to trust ourselves Remember, guys, you are fearfully, wonderfully, beautifully, and remarkably made. All right. Thanks, guys. Hope you all have a good week. Love y'all.